Today on episode 83 of the Home of Play podcast, could Sony first party releases show up day one on the PC? Purchasing PS3 and Vita games just got a little more difficult. And Sony's Jim Ryan sees a world where PS games can be enjoyed by millions of people not restricted by the console. All that and more. Less restrictions, let's get some intro. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 83 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steven. With me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy your leisure. We only ask you help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the spirits about the podcast and that you can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Just hit the subscribe button on the podcast. It helps us immensely. Every month we're growing. It's all because you lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cost of the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com. And then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss all the non-news that came from the Tokyo Game Show this year. On today's episode, we have three news articles to discuss. But first, as always, can we please just begin with what we've been up to this last week? And we start with Chris. I'd like to begin, uh, but I don't have too much this week, to be honest. Uh, this week's been more of a watching movies week. Um, Game-wise, I think the only thing I've really progressed in is uh, the Yakuza Like a Dragon um which is in its own a movie that <laughs> feels like um i think i'm on like chapter seven i'm enjoying it there's a lot of different or newer mechanics to this game compared to the others uh definitely i could see some of the hardcore yakuza people maybe not liking this one as much because they do change quite a bit um me i i've enjoyed the yakuza series but i'm not like super invested where i like care too much about it so I'm I'm having an okay time with this one. Um, there is a lot of cinematics, which I know is a Yakuza trait, but this one feels like even more. There's so much dialogue. It's decent dialogue. It's just, it's a lot. <laughs> um, other than that, just playing the regular stuff that I do uh, from week to week, uh, nothing really special to point out at this point, really. Um, like I said, I've been watching some movies uh werewolves within just came out on netflix i think tuesday or yesterday even i'm not sure it's uh ubisoft based off of their old game i assume it's old because i don't even remember hearing about it it was okay it was a vr game it was a vr game yeah yeah it's it's okay like it's it's kind of one of those goofy comedy uh whodunit type of movies um uh, i like the main actor i can't think of his name he shows up in a lot of other random comedies um it's it's okay it's not amazing but uh it's i like his humor um so it it works um how about you did you do anything exciting did you finally finish the tales game i did not (laughs) it Um, keeps stretching longer (laughs) well yeah you know i thought i'd have a lot more free time this week uh instead my wife handed me chores because you know what better when you're off of work than just to do other work so i've been busy all week just my body wants to basically burn and crash at this point but i did get the only time in gaming i got for the entire week i spent on something a little bit new uh the battlefield 2042 beta that came out i think today 
So morning, I tried it. I think this will sum it up real good for you, Chris. Out of the 10 games that I played, I finished one of them. Uh-huh. Does that sound like an EA situation to you, Chris? Top of the line. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, it won't even tell you why. Like, I'm, sometimes I'm like, is it my internet? Is it so like, give me something, but nothing. It just goes right back to main menu. It's like, oh, well, find you another game. I'm like, no, explain to me why I can't finish any game that I start. Why are there so many visual glitches? Uh, just, oh, my God, it's not in a good state. I'm definitely, you know, and it's, we'll talk about this more later. I don't have to get deep into it, but, you know, 100% what needs to be said right now, in case there's some people that are psychotic, they'll download the podcast, listen to the first five minutes. So you need to hear this right now. Do not pre-order this game. 100%. I'm not telling you this is going to be a bad game. I'm not telling you this is a one out of five, uh, two out of 10, whatever rating system you follow. I'm just literally telling you that this game is definitely going to have problems at launch and, I don't care about what excuses they come up with. I've been burnt by, what, two or three battlefields at this point that have all had the same issue. They come out, beta's a little broken. They they come out with another lie to cover that one and tell you, oh, no, you know, we're working on it. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine at launch. It never is fine at launch. Frostbite, even the DICE, who makes a Frostbite engine, that has screwed so many developers out there that are forced to use this garbage heap of an engine even they can't get it to work correctly. Like, it is ridiculous how many graphical errors I'm seeing in a game that supposedly launches in a month. I don't know. Like I said, we'll move forward because we're going to touch on it again. I'll save up the rest of the rants <laughs> and the Steve, rage. it's a beta. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sick and tired of it. You know, it, when betas meant betas and they were months ahead of schedule, yeah. like me and you will recall. Yep then fine. I will have some trust that some of these things will get polished out. I have some trust that you put this out because you want people to let you know what you need to work on. You know, it's almost like a free game tester type thing. Yeah, it's it's basically a free game tester, but not anymore. Like, that's not what this is. This is just like, hey, do you like this enough to pre-order? We want you to pre-order. Well, hell, buddy, you're launching in like less than a month. Do I trust that this is going to be ready and fixed in a month? No, not from the issues I'm seeing. And not to mention, you already can't handle the server loads. Like, do I trust that on launch day you're going to be any better? <laughs> like, you know what I feel really bad for is I think I don't. I think they only got like a day or two days of extra open beta time. But the people that were crazy and high enough to pre-order this game or have the EA like live play ultimate, whatever the hell they call it nowadays. But those people got extra days. Can you imagine how mad you're going to be? Like, you already bought this game. You open it, and you're like, oh, I can't even finish a game. And, oh, there's half a helicopter spinning in the ground, <laughs> like, in front of me for no reason. Or people just walking in the middle of the air because, you know, this game is running great. I, I feel real bad for those 2042 sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I don't understand what 2042 looks like. <laughs> <laughs> they got moon shoes, Steve. You don't know the future. <laughs> it's like, uh, so anyway, that's about all I had time for. Like yourself, I think I watched more things than I actually played. But even then, I couldn't. I didn't have enough free time this week to like really get into anything. So uh, it was very bad. But I'm hoping to watch some movies tonight. And I don't know. I, I feel like the, my 
draw to play more Tales of Arise is luring all time. I think, and I'm starting to have that issue where I'm like, or do I want to go to near replicant? But I also keep telling myself, you can't start near replicant until you finish Tales of Arise. God damn it, Steve, finish something. So, Chris, that's enough of what we've been doing this week. But what we can talk about is Resident Evil 7 becomes the first game in the series to ship 10 million copies. Yeah. Uh, that's according to IGN. Wow, that was not the uh, Resident Evil game I thought that was going to cross that finish line. No, that's impressive. Like, I, I would have thought that Resident Evil 4 was above that. Like, maybe maybe if you add all the different versions of 4, it's above that. But I don't know. Maybe it's the... Is it the VR that's pulling people in? Or the more depth of the story? Or... Like, it, don't get me wrong. Resident Evil 7 is great. It's super creepy. And they it, it's a new formula that worked well for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to mention, it did really showcase the, the VR aspect too. So, uh, I'm I I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised that it's the first game in the series to do 10 million, but I'm just as happy for it too. I think it also was the first game to have the RE engine, the new yeah, one. That's true. So that was a good showcase. I think it was a new direction for the series, which I definitely think helped. I think you're onto something with the VR aspect. I think that might have drawn in people that wanted a fuller feeling VR experience. Yeah. And then on top of that, I read some other places, uh, some other, well, one point that made sense to me is I think eight also might have had new people, but then in playing eight, they're like, oh, I missed something. Maybe I go back. Yeah. See Ethan's story. And I don't know, maybe are they including, you know, Resident Evil 7 is free if you have a PS5. Are they including those download numbers? Yeah, it's hard to say. So who knows? All I know is good for them. I never got far in Resident Evil 7, but let's be honest. I watched you play and I'm like, oh, this will make me void my bowels. So <laughs> I probably shouldn't play this. And that's not even a slight against the game. I think it's probably great. I just know it's a little too, even eight was that fine line. But I, a lot of people told me eight was very mild compared to seven. Yeah. And from watching what you played in seven, I can probably see where you're coming from. Is seven's pretty creepy up to a certain point and then it turns a little bit more actiony. And it's mm-hmm. a little less scary. Then it, then some scary comes back, but then it goes away again for action. But it's got a, it's got a good balance. Whereas eight is more pretty much action all the way through. There's sp- suspenseful moments, but there's never like the moments are there and then they're gone. Nothing actually scary happens uh, for the most part. So ah, uh, I'd say I don't I don't know how you divvy that game up, but let's call it like Act Two. I would say is scary. Yeah, um, it's definitely the most focus on being scary. But are you talking about the, ma- what, what, the mansion, the dollhouse? Yeah, that's I what I meant by about. mansion. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I no, thought ca- I, okay, yeah. I took mansion yeah, as castle. castle. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I figured. Yeah. Yeah. That part's definitely the haunted mansion or the haunted <laughs> castle. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. No, that that part definitely does excel in the scariness part. I think the haunted mansion Muppets is coming out this week or next week. You know, just a free ad. Let's do it. I'm not sponsored by Disney, but I'd like to be. (laughs) I heard they have money. A big PlayStation remake is to be announced this December, says Irish artist Ava. That one comes from Push Square. And uh, who the hell knows what that could be? When asked for more details, AVA or Ava explains that McGlynn reached out to her and said he was writing music for a remake of a PlayStation game and that they were looking for an Irish language piece. AVA's involvement went as far as writing Irish language lyrics for some music in this 
mystery game. That's not all, though. Apparently, this game will be formally announced at Christmas. Though she's not too familiar with games, she is aware that this is a big game. You could take that many ways. And due to the... I feel like due to the lack of knowledge she probably has for the... You know, she admits that she doesn't have a huge knowledge base for games. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive. I do think this... This could be a third party and she just, you know, PlayStation's the big name. So someone might have just been passing, you know, you play it on PlayStation. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, So it could still be third party. I think, you know, and that's where you get into such a like, you know, huge landscape where it could be anything. Right. Yeah. Trying to think what companies haven't recently announced anything. And then December still a little ways away. So I don't know. Too much speculation. Yeah, it's uh, I honestly I don't know what to think. I think the Irish thing really messes me up. I can't personally recall With anything lyrics. that I remember. Yeah, yeah. No. the Leprechaun, the movie, the game. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of games back in PlayStation. Like, if if it, if this is a remake, when we're talking PlayStation One or Two, there's not a lot of games that actually have lyrics in the game. So. Mm-hmm. But then again, this could be an evolution of it too, right? So that's true. It could be a twist on an already mm-hmm. existing concept. I'm not sure. A new PS5 firmware update is available to download right now. This one comes from Push Square. And hooray, you have more stability yet again. Yeah, I, there's not much. Uh, the only thing I heard was that uh, there were actual performance no- noticed, like boosts. Uh, I can't remember who, where I saw that from, but. There was someone out there that actually said that they actually noticed a significant improvement in something. I, don't, I, I know we're news, but <laughs> it was very vague. I clicked on it. It was like, oh, okay. And then I moved on. So Yeah, basically, we found out the update version is 21.02-04.02.00. And it comes in at 913.7 megabytes. And all it really tells you is kind of like usual, this system software updates, improves system system performance, yada, yada, yada. But it's small, but a more stable PlayStation is a good PlayStation. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of changes that were happening from the last big update. So it's possible that that also unlocked a couple of issues that they weren't expecting. So this could also be patching out some of those things, too. So because the last one was definitely a big one. Mm hmm. Sony has introduced free game trials to the PlayStation 5. This one comes from VGC. Don't get too excited, though. It seems like it is only for this month, and it is only for Death Stranding and Sackboy. Wow. And yeah, you only get five hours of uh, game time for these supposedly (laughs) trials or demos, whatever you want to call them. Anyway, it's good until October 28th. Take advantage. I think I might do the Death Stranding one, see what the director's cut gives to me, because... I still think it's a steep price to ask me to pay full price. You know, I think you're asking a little much when you yeah. ask me to pay Death full Stranding's price. Stranding's a... Like, I know... I can remember the first, like, five hours of Death Stranding. You're not going to get a hell of a lot done if you're actually interested and want to pay attention to cinematics and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's... You won't really get a good... I don't think in five hours you'll get a good feel for the game. Well, you'll probably just get through the opening cutscenes if it's a Konami game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or sorry, a Kojima, Kojima game. Kojima, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Yeah, that's... Uh, that'd be a tough one. The first it, couple chapters. It's neat. Like, I don't oh, no, mind, it's good. Yeah. you know, giving me more options. I will be a little more specific, too. I kind of messed up. It's Sackboy, A Big Adventure, the PlayStation 
four and five title that came out, I think just last year, or maybe it was early this year. I can't remember dates and times and names. So we move on. Sony allegedly funding Kojima Project's Silent Hill game. This one comes from Push Square. And I'm already done with it. I don't want to hear this. I <laughs> don't, don't want to go believe down this, this again. <laughs> I just don't believe this is true. I feel like this just will keep popping up. It's almost like any meteorologist that we've all experienced that they're just going to keep telling you it's going to rain until it rains. And then they're like, hey, it I rained. told you it was going to rain. I told you. <laughs> and it's just like, no. like, And even this isn't exactly the same, right? Because I just don't think we're ever going to have that. Yes, it's announced that there's multiple people possibly working on Silent Hill properties. I just, you know, if they're going to be reworking Metal Gear Solid games, I feel like that, and this is just speculation, but that would probably piss off Kojima or at least rub him the wrong way. I don't want to say he'd get strongly offended, but he might be a little like, oh, great. Like, look what they're doing to my dancing puppy. I mean, look what how mad he got already just from the director's cut and them calling it the director's cut of Death Stranding. Mm. So <laughs> maybe mad is a little strong, but he was definitely having feelings about it. <laughs> I just feel like people are taking, you know, yeah. our topic yet last week, a lot of people working on different iterations of Silent Hill and right away they're like, oh, well, that could be Kojima. And I'm, I, I don't know. Like, there's still a lot of the rumors going around suggesting that he's working on an Xbox exclusive game. I just don't know if he has the capacity to really do two titles, especially knowing how he directs, how deep he gets into these projects. I, I really don't think this is anything here and I'm kind of done. You know, I keep bringing it up because it did hit, you know, a lot of headlines. Uh, I think me and you found even separate articles. We put them in the same Slack. So I just, yeah, I'm done. I, I don't believe this is happening. If it comes out and it is real fantastic, would I be so excited? Absolutely. I really wanted to play Silent Hills, but I just don't think he's the type of guy that's going to go back after all that and then restart what he already was kind of doing so <laughs> he, d he doesn't want to work for uh konami anymore but he'll work through a medium like sony who gets the licensing for the silent Hill game <laughs> I, maybe 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 crazier things have happened i just honestly there's a lot of movement on that xbox rumor so i kind of feel like the next announcement we get you know because and then we're also hearing at the same time that he's working or thinking of uh death stranding too so it's like okay, how much time does this man have to yeah. release these games? And then what order would they even come out? So, like, would Silent Hills even have a chance to come out in the next 10 years? Like, if he's got all this stuff on his plate? Well, and remember, he's secretly working on that abandoned game. <laughs> Steve shaking oh. his head. <laughs> I, you know, I honestly, we haven't talked about it in a while, but, like, how happy am I that we haven't heard abandoned? It's in this article, so one of my eyes started to bleed. But at least <laughs> I just we haven't heard about it in a long time. And it's made me so happy. I hope we never hear about that again. Well, because now it's in that part where it's going to get pushed a couple times and then it'll get canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then thanks to Chris, the first image of Elden Ring multiplayer revealed. This one comes from PlayStation Universe. Not much here. It's a little Twitter post, but it's a little exciting. Interesting to see that uh, your friends are going to be red now instead of blue bit of a red tinge probably just i assume they want people to be able to separate the npc summons versus the playable like you know playing with your friends or that guy's about to get kicked off that ledge <laughs> <laughs> that is true then yeah what color would invasions be will it have invasions maybe there are no more invasions 
<laughs> Speculation. <laughs> well, if no, we're talking about, I know this evil. game's got interesting ways. Like there are legacy dungeons, small dungeons, it's that, but like it would be hard to invade someone in certain scenarios. Like if you're in an open world, like they can push you close, but you, know, you could run forever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. All I know, so excited to see that game. I think that's <laughs> pump, pump, pump. And up. we keep getting more news. Like I didn't put it in this one, but we keep getting more news that like I think other it's getting rated in Korea already. Yeah. There's more information. I some other people close to the project have talked about that. They're like, oh, it, it actually is pretty far along. Like everyone kept speculating that, like, no, no, this is getting delayed. Doesn't sound like it is. I don't get me wrong. It absolutely could still. I if if I've learned anything in the last two years, everything and everything will be delayed. So, <laughs> you know, I can't I can just hope, Chris, my little boy inside is like, we can do it, Daddy. <laughs> Why the little boy inside of me calls myself Daddy? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> That's gotta be something the therapist has to bring up. Are you excited for multiplayer in Elden Ring? Oh yeah. I mean, I've gotten more hooked in the Souls games over more recent years anyway. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, playing like Demon Souls with you is a blast. So I think this one, if we both were, this is definitely a day one for both of us. I think at this point, uh, if we mm. could jump in this one and like play co-op together right off the bat and experience everything for the first time, this is one that I would potentially book days off of work for. <laughs> wow, <laughs> awesome! So we'll see. Uh, if my boss, if my boss is listening, uh, <laughs> I'm sick. Yeah, yeah, I'm sick. I got the vid. I got the vid. <laughs> Video comparing FIFA 22's graphics on PS5 and PS4 has now emerged after viral image. This one comes from Gimme Sports. Chris, you posted this. I didn't know what the hell was happening, so I looked into it, and at least according to the pictures we're seeing, why does the PS4 version look better? It actually legit looks far superior in most ways. The only thing that was slightly different, I think, was maybe like hair particle effects. On the PS5. And faces, I Faces think, are maybe. a little bit better, but like, come on. Mm. This, we've seen other stuff on PS5. Faces could be way better than what they show. But this, well, the this coloring just looks worse. The grass Contrast. is... It's like the grass... What they released picture-wise, the grass actually looks broken on the PS5. Yeah. It looks like a spread smear JPEG on the ground mm. compared to the PS4, which is embarrassing. The lighting is worse than the PS5. I, I don't understand. You know... and. This is what I was kind of referring to when we were talking about what we were playing and my, I don't know, my lack of compassion I have for EA lately. I just, yeah, like you want the dogs, you want them to come running in, you left the gate open. I'm not going to stop them. They, they make so much money, so much money. And it feels like they put the least amount of effort into these games. And I, I wish, I wish we could have something. I mean, sports games are going to have the same formula for sure, but there's mm-hmm. ways to improve them. I don't, I'm not going to be the expert that could tell you in these ways. There's definitely forums of people just saying this should be a thing and like how the actual sport is played. But it's like, there's so many ways they could improve these games to make them freaking amazing, which would even get me interested in them potentially if they, mm-hmm. if they, broke down these walls of crapness that they're piling around themselves. But it's just, the problem is, is these people, consumers are still buying these games. It's like you guys are paying for updated statistics. 
because they're really not adding any new features. Yeah, they might splash this new name of some feature, blah, 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 blah. But realistically, that feature was the exact same feature from like five years ago or seven years ago that they took out of the game. And now they're repackaging and give back to you. I'm going on a bit of a little rant, but I don't want to go that deep into it. We'll go based off the video that we saw, the graphics on the PS5. Yes, there are new features that the PS5 has. And you could see, I guess, the ray tracing. But I don't know if that's screwing it up and making the contrast and everything look so much brighter and colorful and not in a good way. So I don't know. No. This is just not good. This a, a game company that makes this much money you should be getting near perfection. And I understand this. We're in the transition from the previous gen to the new gen. Every game company is going to lean on that. But like, I mean, I don't want to say FIFA 23 should be like break the mold and be completely amazing. But I suspect when the next version comes out, it's going to be the same crap. You know what's worse? And this just came to me while you're speaking because that's how my brain works. If I recall correctly... This is the FIFA game that was so good and so powerful and he needed so many extra resources that they couldn't release the next gen version on PC. Yeah. This is that version. So that piece of shit that I see on the left side for some reason can't run on the PC, which I get that is a mouthful. What I'm trying to say is certain PCs that don't have uh, NVMe, M, wow, NVMe 2.0, Gen 4, whatever the hell SSDs, uh, it's basically saying that that those computers that don't have that can't run this next gen version. So the version that PC is getting is actually the PS4 version. Look at these pictures. I'm like, PC's lucky. <laughs> you know, like, are you kidding me? Like, oh my god! Like, when you sum all that stuff up together, you just look at EA and it's like, I wish I could raise two rock eyebrows. You know, two rock eyebrows because like, how stupid. Ah. Uh, you know, you know what I'm frustrated when I can't even finish my sentences. I just die <laughs> mid sentence, and I'm just like the words of flabbergasted. Us. You know, yeah. You get the random gems out of EA, and then EA looks at themselves, and they're more surprised about themselves than anybody else is more surprised well, they, about. And it. they get surprised about the, the reactions to the things they put out. Like, well, I don't understand why you're mad. Well, you told me this is a next gen version. You told me I have to spend an extra ten dollars. For grass that looks like it came from a PS2 JPEG, get out of here! Star Wars Squad, Star Wars Squadrons comes out and people are loving it, and EA is like, "What? I I, I thought that was just like a side deal. I didn't even think that was going to be anything." <laughs> well, uh, same thing with uh, Respawn when they came out with uh, Fallen Order. Yep. You know they're like, "Oh, people like single player games." I'm like, "Yeah, uh, Sony kind of has quite a big success there." Like, how did you not connect the dots here? <laughs> So uh, I don't know that uh, as fun as that is, let's go into some more EA fun. And Dice says Battlefield's 2042's beta is a few months old and amazing progress has been made. This one comes from VGC in quotes. I don't know. They basically go on to make a lot of bold claims like it's making huge strides and basically just what I was alluding to before is that they're just covering everything up. They don't want you to understand why the beta is in such a bad state, at least. And this is me just speaking on my own. I played the beta, uh, tried 10 games out. I've only successfully finished one game because there's so many issues. I've been booted out constantly. I, you know, I'm just not impressed. I There's so many glitches. And why, when you're a month away, would you release a months old version 
of for a beta. This is what you're trying to do to sell people to pre-order your game. The, none of this makes sense. And on top of everything else, even if I'm just speculating, even if I'm just saying crap and, and maybe it's not true, fine. But we already know this game has been delayed because of issues like this that they've been having. So seeing in the beta, I, I, I don't believe what they're saying. I wholeheartedly don't believe what they're saying. I think this game has plenty of bugs. Like, guess what? The last two Battlefields have had. Like, I, oh, man. Don't even get me started on Battlefield 4 when that came out on the PS4. And they were just bragging. Oh, my God, man. We're going to have over 60 players and matches. It's going to be chaos. But only the PS4 can handle it, Chris, except for almost an entire year. That feature did not work on the PS4. It was ridiculous. I was so excited for that game. I love that game. It took months, if not the entire year, to finally get that thing stable. And I have no faith in them. Like I said before, you have people that develop this crappy Frostbite engine that seems to be just a pain for everyone, although I'm told it works better when you're programming a first-person shooter. Yet, I, they've never successfully seemed to be able to use it. So then I don't even believe that. Like, you know, it is bad when you can't even, you know, like you <laughs> shit and then you eat your own shit in front of everyone. I don't understand what's happening. And I don't have faith in this game. And like I started the show saying, do not pre-order this game. Wholeheartedly, please, if you have the time, try out the beta before playing this game and tell me if you think I'm wrong. Maybe you'll have more better success with the servers. Maybe you won't have as many visual glitches as I'm having because I'm having a butt ton. I hope the best, but from what I'm seeing, I would I'm personally, as someone who is excited for this game, I am not paying the extra $10 for a game that doesn't have a single player mode and that I know is going to be broken as crap when it first comes out. So this is another EA example of oh, okay, I'll wait six months and see if they've made progress. I was never a person that was interested, so I already am winning. <laughs> I just I think I'm a little more frustrated because i like battlefield games especially when if it was a you know if we're comparing call of duty to battlefield i'll pick battlefield every time even just playing this broken ass demo or beta or whatever they want to call it i was having way more fun than a call of duty bigger maps more variety actual bullet drop people not running around with freaking sniper rifles and quick scoping and cheap kill this and quick kill that I yeah, I don't miss Call of Duty at all for those reasons. And then, you know, destructible environments, so on like that. Blue Point Games rumored to be working on a Bloodborne project. This one comes from Game Rant. Chris, you posted this. I also rumors, rumors, rumors. Yeah, you know, again, it's a rumor. I don't believe it just because, you know, there a Blue Point's had a lot of rumors. Yeah. You know, we talked about last week. There are they making a Metal Gear Solid remake? Uh, then we're told they're making their own original title. So I guess, you know, you could say that they're still telling the truth. If this is a case that they could still be telling the truth, like, yeah, we're making our own sequel to Bloodborne. But then yeah. it's like, well, if you're making a remake of Bloodborne first, that's not original property. Yeah, it could be like a Bloodborne adjacent type of game, like similar mm. style. Honestly, yeah. Bloodborne news is literally hand in hand, the same mirror image of like when we get Silent Hill and Kojima news. Yeah, it's point. just people basically wishing things into existence. And although, would it be good? Yes. Oh, and then I guess that leads to the other question, Chris. Who wants a remake of a PS4 game already? Yeah. It's only one generation old. 
how many people like yourself and I were confluffled and confused? Let's just go with confused. Confluffled is not a real uh, word. I go confluffled. Uh, <laughs> how many people were just confused alone on The Last of Us needing a remake? A lot of people came out and said, I don't think a PS3 game, that game looks pretty good. Why does that need a remake? Well, then I would stress, what the hell is a Bloodborne remake? Who needs that? Does, all you need to do is, sorry, Mike. All you need to do is add a 60 frames per second patch. That's all anyone wants. Yeah. You don't need to remake it to add 60 Ooh. frames per second. Yeah. No, I agree. Maybe 100%. put some ray tracing. Let's get some ray tracing. <laughs> get the ray So I, I don't believe this whatsoever. Uh, it's exciting. It's fun. But yeah, when you really break it down and think about, wait, that game came out on PS4. That's not that old. Why is it getting a remake? There's so many other games that we could be remaking, like Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> you know? Let's go provocative. back to Provocative. It gets the body moving. It gets the people going. <laughs> Speaking of more bad news, Ghost Recon Frontline yeah. announced <laughs> it's a free-to-play massive multiplayer shooter for PS5, PS4. This one comes from Push Square. And look at that. Another Ubisoft game that they are going to shat all over your wall. Uh, you know, it's almost like they already forgot they announced X Defiant which nobody wants to talk about. And now it's like, oh, here's another free first person shooter kind of ghost or sorry, Tom Clancy game, which I just think they're attaching that name to anything nowadays. Um, Yeah, not really excited to see this. It sounds like it's kind of a battle royale game, yet another one. Uh, I guess this is for someone. It's definitely not me. And I get that because I'm not a big first person shooter guy. Like I talked about, I'm a little excited for Battlefront. Wait, not Battlefront, Battlefield, but yeah, I don't know. And Ubisoft hasn't been doing me justice lately either, so it's hard for me to bring much excitement. Chris, you play more Battle Royals than me. What do you think? I I could probably try it, I guess. Um, I don't see a lot of my friends playing this one. Um, Ghost Recon has never been one that was I was heavy into, and... Like I had a good time doing the more, not most recent one, but the the Wildlands one where most people would probably say they didn't like that one. I didn't oh, mind it. I did it. not like that game. Uh, <laughs> I, did I not actually like had friends that played it. So it was fun to play as a group and coordinate attacks and stuff like that. But yeah, it wasn't, I don't think it was the best <laughs> well-received Ghost Recon game, but probably better than even the more recent one though. <laughs> so I don't know. I'd probably try it, but I if I can't convince any friends to play it, it's it's probably one that'll I'll pass by me for sure. So Yeah, it's just yeah, another Ubisoft online game. Oh yeah. They're falling into those patterns, eh? Or have fallen already, but continue to stay in that trench. Who are you gonna call, Chris? I don't know. Elphonic for a new Ghostbusters PS5, PS4 game. This one comes from Push Square as well. And Basically, from the guys that gave you Predator Hunting Grounds, Friday the 13th, and apparently Arcadegeddon, they're supposedly kind of leaked that they might be working on a Ghostbusters game right now. You know, based off their pedigree, they make enjoyable, slightly, I would say, entertaining enough multiplayer games. Do I think Ghostbusters needs to be in that genre? I don't know. I feel like Maybe it's fun to have like a four party team Ghostbusters thing, but I guess that's one where I could see it going either way. It's either going to be very forgettable, which personally I thought Predator Hunt- Hunting Grounds was pretty forgettable. Yeah. I think me and you got it for free and didn't even feel like <laughs> booting up <laughs> yeah. once. Yeah. I, I just, 
yeah, I don't need this, but I I like Ghostbusters. Like, you know, that part speaks to me. Mm-hmm. I played a little bit of the Friday the 13th game. That was decent, and it was, like, kind of similar to, like, the Among Us sort of style games. I mean, obviously, you know who the killer is, but um, it was that sort of type of <laughs> genre. It, was he Freddy Krueger? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know they had a lot of issues with the legal issues with that game as well, which the game was supposed to be way more than it was. I think it was even supposed to have a story mode or at least a single player mode. That never mm-hmm. happened because of the legal issues and Predator. They get licenses for big things, I guess. That's interesting. Uh, mm. Could this one work? It could. The little clips of what I saw were not overwhelming. Uh, I saw them across the streams and the world didn't end. So uh, it's not lore, man. It's not lore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, let's move on to review roundup this week. We only, or at least I only added two games. If there were other ones, then they weren't important enough to be added. So this week we found out Alan Wake remastered on Metacritic holds a 78. This comes from 26 pro reviews or positive reviews. I don't know why I put pro and five mixed reviews, which isn't bad for a little remake of a game that came out originally on the Xbox 360. Mm hmm. Then we also got Far Cry 6, Chris. This one holds at a 75, and it has 30 positive reviews, 13 mixed, and one very negative. Surprisingly, from VGC itself, they gave it a 4 out of 10. Uh, I read that one because I typically align with the reviews I see with them, or at least closely enough where I'm like, okay, a point or two maybe. But I, I read the review, and I totally get it. I understand why it's negative. They're basically saying this is the same Far Cry I've been playing for years and years and years, and you haven't changed anything enough. And what you have changed is basically story and characters, and they're not profound enough to change anything. What's VGC's reviews on sports games? Are they saying that exact same thing on sports games? Because why are they so hard on this? But potentially, I'm just saying, not hard on sports games. Well, I wouldn't say that they're only hard one. Well, maybe they're the the hardest of them. But even when you look like, see, the issue I always have with Metacritic or maybe just certain sites in general uh, are basically that there's certain sites that don't put numbers anymore. So although VGC looks like a villain, when you actually click on the critics and which I'll do right now, uh, we'll do this in real time. So you'll have people like, uh, Polygon. They don't like putting numbers on it, but you can tell that they clearly were negative too. You know, the here's just a paragraph. Far Cry as a whole is frozen in time. The few mechanical additions in the series' latest entry don't show much improvement over what Far Cry 5 or Far, Far Cry New Dawn have already explored. And if your interest lies in the search for any semblance of proper representation, you're better off looking elsewhere. <laughs> a few examples in recent years have been able to shake the norm as if Far Cry 6 is any indication of what AAA publishers can do with a Latin American setting. Anyway, negative. Uh, The 6-axis, Far Cry 6 feels like a sequel that was made because there needed to be a sequel. So it's not like... I feel like the really negative guys, a lot of them just didn't even bother putting numbers on it, so VGC is going to take a lot of the heat. But clearly, I mean... Even if you don't believe anything I'm saying, this is the lowest Metacritic a Far Cry has received since probably Far Cry 2, I think. I stand corrected. Far Cry 2 received much better as well. <laughs> so this is probably, this actually is the worst Metacritic for any Far Cry game. 
Actually, it is not the worst. It is seemingly tied for worst with Far Cry New Dawn. Hmm. But that's still not saying much because that game was pretty awful. So anyway, that I mean, I can't speak to it. I haven't played Far Cry 6. I have no intention of playing Far Cry 6. Uh, I don't know why I feel like I want to defend it. Because it's you're probably right on that. But it's one of those things, too, where that game's always been just like a did you have a fun time playing it type of thing? And I've usually always walked away from those games. Yeah, I had fun playing it. So maybe I'm just not expecting more. I don't know. I think and that's fine. I do think. See, the problem I have is three was something special. Mm -hmm. It changed things up. It had an awesome story, in my opinion. Again, it was one of those games where as someone who doesn't play a lot of single player uh, driven first person shooter games, I completed that game, which is a rarity for me. So it it had something special. I think four seemed like a blatant copy. Same thing. Let's just have a really prolific villain and all this stuff. Okay, fine. Then five kind of did it again. And then I think around five, I, I agree with you. Well, because I even forgot about Far Cry Primal. It just seemed then it was more what you're saying, Chris. It became more, okay, we can't, we don't know how to move this or change this in a way that's going to revolutionize. So let's just go more with silly arcadey fun. And I think Primal started it. Then five went into it. Uh, and then it was just more about like the extra that you could do. Hey, you can have a dog partner or you can have a bear in Primal and all this other stuff. Okay, fine. But now I think six is where it's starting to hit that like, well, what more did you add? And did you add that much more? And I think that's where you're seeing the pushback. But again, I'm speaking to someone's never even played this game. So I'm not too sure. I think if you go into the attitude that you have, Chris, yeah, you probably will have a fine time. And I think that's probably where you've seen some of those more positive reviews, because maybe some people that is how they see the Far Cry series as a whole. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. So that's where I, I'm not going to put, I don't have a, a like a horse in the race, so I I can't honestly say. I think it's going to be definitely what you're looking for. If you want a strong character, you want a strong antagonist, you want a strong story, I don't think this is for you. But if you just want another silly Far Cry to run around and shoot everyone, then yes, this is your Far Cry. Well, yeah, most of the reviews are in the 70s to 80s range. And then there's just like that one guy from VGC, that was like the one oddball that's significantly lower than the others. Mm-hmm. And then even the user scores are pretty good. And then there's just one Russian <laughs> who got really mad at the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he still gave it a one. He's doing better than a lot of other people. Uh, is Kitty go lower than what? <laughs> <laughs> you can do zeros. We've seen so. zeros and tens galore on Metacritic. It's still early too, I think. I mean, not early mm-hmm. for the critics' reviews, but like the game just came out on Tuesday, so user reviews take a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. maybe in a week we'll see what happens. People are still playing it. We're done with the review roundup. Let us get into the, the news. news. We have three articles. Like I said before, we'll start with number one. Will PC ever receive day one Sony first party releases? This one comes from VGC. Former PlayStation executive Sean Layden doesn't think Sony Interactive Entertainment will ever choose to launch his games for console and PC simultaneously. Layden, who was chairman of the company's Worldwide Studios group when he left Sony in 2019, discussed the origins of the company's PC game strategy in a recent video interview with What's Up PlayStation. Here's in quotes the idea of going to PC, and I don't think you'll ever see PlayStation do a day and date with PC 
but you know, never say never. But the strategy as we were developing it when I was there was that we need to go out to where these new customers are, these new fans could be, he said. We need to go where they are because they decide not to come to my house, so I've got to go to their house now. What a weird, interesting way of phrasing the same sentence three times. Uh, (laughs) Like if I thought I did rants and rambles. Uh, And what's the best way to go to their house? Well, don't I take one of our top selling games, which has already blown up the marketplace. It's already been out there for 18 months or 24 months. There's no real retail activity against that title. I'm not trading off one sale for another and bring that to a personal computer platform and let them have an idea. You guys choose not to come to PlayStation, but let me show you what you're missing. For Layden, there's no losing this transaction as PC game sales aren't coming at the expense of console software purchases. And ideally, they might encourage PC players to buy a console down the line, which I've always been saying. It's a way of outreach. That's how I see it. Trying to get to the people that the platform doesn't currently speak to, he said. Yeah, I get what he's saying. This is what I've been kind of saying is... You're just, you know, how I talked about the Horizon launch for PC. You release it on PC. It's months old, over a year old. Now people that may have not tried it before have tried it. Maybe they like it. Personally, I wouldn't understand why because I didn't like that game. But maybe they're more going to buy a PS5 now because they want that sequel now, not two years later. Yeah, that's we've been saying that for a while now. It seems mm-hmm. like the best strategy. Make it, give it some time, put it on PC, get those people to fall in love with it, and then they want to buy a console to play it day one. Yep. Well, it's just like those rumors we heard about possibly God of War coming to PC. A lot of people said it never happened, but it would be the same strategy for Horizon. Guess what we're looking into possibly for 2022? God of War Ragnarok. Well, what's a better way of selling more consoles and getting more people if you release that to PC? And there's someone crazy enough who hasn't gone and played that game. They experience it. It's amazing. They they need to know how the story ends. Boom. Well, guess what? Next year you can uh, get a console. Well, hopefully, you know, uh, supplies limited, I guess is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> limited. And, yeah, and then so maybe you get a PS5. You want that sequel. Boom. They just got another console sale and another game purchase for that console. So. Uh, I think it's smart business. I hope they continue this way, but I'm also not going to be one of those guys that loses his head just because games come out to PC faster. I still don't want day and date, but I honestly even wouldn't care that much if it was like six months down the line. Yeah, as long as we don't see PlayStation exclusives coming out on PC first. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh boy, wouldn't that be a joy? The age we live in. Okay, we'll move on to number two. Purchasing PS1 Classics just got harder. This one comes from Push Square. Chris. Sony will keep the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita storefronts open as previously promised. After they said they were going to shut it down. (laughs) Whatever, backtracking. But it seems (laughs) that the compromise is that it will remove most funding methods from the devices natively. What What does that mean then? Well, from... 27th of October, you won't be able to purchase games using a credit or debit card, PayPal, or any similar payment methods. Here's how it will work. You'll be able to top up your PlayStation Store wallet using gift cards or any of the above mentioned options on a computer, smartphone, PS5, or PS4. You'll then be able to use the money attributed to your account to purchase games on your PlayStation 3 or PlayStation Vita. So there are a few extra steps involved here, but it's better than the alternative, which was, of course, permanent closure. 
We're going to assume that this is all security related. Sony probably doesn't want to maintain the payment infrastructure of what is considered to be legacy consoles anymore. So removing this functionality gives it one less thing to worry about. The positive is that you'll still be able to buy digital PS3 and Vita games for the foreseeable future. I'm not too sure how many people are still primary using the PS3 or Vita. Um, maybe the Vita just because it's still lingering in handhelds, but uh, um, I haven't bought any old stuff recently. I think when we heard that it was going to be shut down, you and I both jumped on and scoured the store for anything that we wanted to purchase. The only thing I ended up getting was just the ability to, to watch uh, play, um, Amazon Prime videos. So I had to download the app because I never downloaded it before. Um, so I'm glad I got that. And then I think you picked up a couple games. Uh, so, and then, hey, they weren't shutting it down. <laughs> so, I don't know. As, at least there's still options for it. I uh, just got to add money to the wallet using one of the newer systems or, as far as you could tell, the smartphone, which doesn't seem too much of an inconvenience for people. Um, do you see this as being a problem? I think this is good that they're at least leaving the store open. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think like the article said, this is a compromise. I think it's a little tedious. I'm not excited that it's going to be slightly harder to purchase, uh, older games. Like for me, like you mentioned, I spent over a hundred dollars on those games. Uh, when they first announced they're shutting it down, I was one of the idiots that panicked. Went on to the store, realized there's way more games on there that I wanted that I even knew about. So I got way overexcited, went and just spent over $100 on these games. I'm still happy I did it. You know, if I'm ever bored, like the office I recorded now, in case the wife destroys the living room and she wants everything and I can't, you know, we don't know how to share. I have the PS3 here. I can go back, play my classics, be very happy and excited to do so. Especially now that I figured out how to use my PS5 controller with my PS3. Uh, you know, little weird things like, why can't that work for the PS4? Let's not question it. <laughs> it's because it doesn't equate to more console or controller sales. So I'm a little annoyed, but at the same time, I'm like, at least I can still do it. It's one of those things where it's a little defeat, but I'm like, yeah, I can still get these games. It's just going to be a minor nuisance. Agreed. And I think that's all really we can take from it. I... Don't think it's going to end anyone's world. I I think there's going to be a lot of people like me that are just going to sigh heavily and they'll be like, okay, like, let's find this annoying way of doing this. But like the article said, it's probably just a security thing. So if it makes everything work better and it allows us to still have access to these classics, because that's my big pitch is like these games aren't available through other means. So to me, yes, I think this still needs to be an option for us. So them allowing us to have that option. There we go. Fine. I'm great. Let's go. Let me get some more classics, Chris. You heard it here first. Steve praising classics. <laughs> what world do we Good live classics. in? Good classics. Good classics. Not earthbound. <laughs> Good classics. Hey. Get out. <laughs> Sacrilege. Sacrilege. Okay. Last article of the day, number three. Well, and actually last article, not like last week where we randomly had a surprise article because <laughs> someone didn't know how to do articles. Me. Uh, tear down the walls. This one comes from Push Square. While we're all very familiar with the console market as it is, we can comfortably assume that one day will change. Brands like PlayStation and Xbox are slowly but surely becoming hardware agnostic. We've already seen a handful of first-party Sony exclusives release on PC, and the manufacturer has insisted that more will follow. 
And speaking as part of a candid interview about his career with GamesIndustry.biz, Bigwig Jim Ryan suggested that he's already thinking about a world where Sony games aren't gated by the consoles they're available on. I'd like to see a world where the games that we make at PlayStation can be enjoyed by many, many tens of million, perhaps hundreds of millions of people, he admitted. Right now, with the existing console model, a really great PlayStation hit. You're talking 10 or 20 million people able to play that game. And if you compare that to music and movies, they can be enjoyed by almost limitless audiences. I think some of the art that our studios are making is some of the finest entertainment in the world. And to gate the audience frustrates me. I'd love to see a world where hundreds of millions of people can enjoy those games. Of course, Ryan is not suggesting that Sony is going to rip up the established console rule book overnight. This is long-term thinking from the executive. Earlier in the interview, he observed how the games industry has grown since the release of the PlayStation 1 and explained how gaming has become ubiquitous in popular culture. He also noted that the market is growing each year as both age and geographic demographics widen. Exactly how PlayStation will reach the hundreds of millions that Ryan is referring to remains to be seen, but it's clear that the Japanese giant has half an eye outside of its own console's walls. Whoa, Chris. Are we hearing Jim Ryan basically transforming into what Phil Spencer claimed he was before? (laughs) You remember when Phil Spencer also was like, we don't want to be exclusive. We're buying Bethesda. No one else can have these properties. (laughs) And then you're like, what the hell? And then same thing, PlayStation, Jim Ryan. Oh, we believe in generations, except we want every game to be cross-platform because we don't believe in generations. You know, everyone's just always saying stuff that they seem to regret. Not even months later, I'd say a month later. uh, And now we're getting more. Does this mean anything? Honestly, it just sounds like somebody talking about a future so far away that they can get away with saying anything. Yeah, I agree. This is, I mean, there's hopes and dreams, right? That when PlayStation 6 comes out, uh, those games will somehow just be able to be played on Xbox 42 and the PC multiverse. I, I, who knows? <laughs> like, I, there, it's all speculation. And like, yeah, would there be? A, it would be nice if there was a phone app where I could click on the phone app, have access to all my PlayStation games, and boom, I'm playing a PlayStation game. I think that's kind of what he's maybe speculating could exist at some time in the future. But I mean, this is just all talk right now. Like, mm-hmm. I there's if this if you want anything more PR than this, this is the PR of PRists. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it's all safe when you talk about you know a far future, right? Yeah. And I feel like he he can just go back and be like, well, I was talking about if you know these chess pieces were moved in certain directions then this could have been a possibility yeah so you know he's safe to say these wacky crazy things but right now let's face it playstation's exclusives are its bread and butter it's literally the only way it competes with things like game pass or nostalgia and nintendo (laughs) currently yeah it's what keeps them relevant it's what keeps them at the top currently i would they sway from this anytime soon no there's no way do I want to believe in this world? Sure. It would be great to do whatever. You know, I didn't really talk about it on the show. I guess I could have talked about it at the start, but I purchased a new computer that will be capable of playing, you know, I'd say a majority of the games, if not all of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know more about PC Yeah, you'll than be I able do, to play anything, pretty much. So for me, that's my solution now to anything 
that Microsoft pulls, you know, if they're going to not give me Bethesda games, well, that's fine because almost entirely in my history, I've always played Bethesda games on the PC just because it's so fun to mod those games. You know, do you want to attack someone with a banana? Guess what? You need uh, Skyrim on the PC. So I was planning to do that anyway. So I feel like PC is this middle ground. <laughs> that Like they just don't want to say PC exclusive. But honestly, like, yeah, if you want to play these multiple first party titles, it sounds like the best way in the future is going to be PC. That will be the only middle ground we'll find. PC Master Race. It knew it. It knew it from the beginning. It's been saying it forever. It's just people haven't realized yet. <laughs> Started for Minecraft. Now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, all I can say is go get your brand new PC like me and then we can all play these games. So, yeah, that's about all our news for this week. That means it's time for homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week. So we give you the article names and where you can find those articles and then you go educate yourselves. That's right. We give you fun work to do when the podcast is done. Why we do it? Nobody knows. Uh, We have six homework articles and I'll do the first three. Chris will do the second three. And Rockstar has announced Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. This one comes from VGC. We talked about this multiple times. It seems like they themselves might have leaked it as well. That was a fun article to read. Uh, And yeah, here we go. It's real. So. Look forward to that, I guess. PlayStation poaches Apple Arcade exec to front smartphone push. That one comes from Push Square. And PlayStation said they were looking more in the mobile space, and it looks like they are very serious about it. Paid XP boost has been added to Avengers despite promises it would never happen. This one comes from VGC. I almost made this a full article, Chris. You know how upset I was when I read this and how stupid and dirty and... Very EA of them to do this. Uh, You know, microtransactions are a problem. But what people may not recall, because maybe you're not a Ventures fan, because let's face it, on Steam, there's like, what, 20 people playing this game? So you might not know this, but Avengers made it harder and longer to level up. They claimed it was because they wanted people to get more comfortable with the character. And if you level up too fast, you wouldn't be able to do that. Now we figure out why they did that. And it is so just disheartening. It's so dirty. It's vile. I am not about this. This is baloney. And I will be happily never playing this game again. So maybe that's a bold stance. But uh, I don't believe in this kind of hogwash. I'm not uh, so upset. Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Trailer shows off the rebooted film franchise. This can be found on VGC. But like I said, the video is obviously on YouTube. Uh, Steve and I have both watched it, and I think we were both impressed. We're I think we're both excited for this one. At least I am. I don't know. This is. Oh, uh, I'm I'm going to be watching this, and boldly I will say I'm even risking theaters to watch this one. I would too, because it it just looks very relatively faithful. Uh, they're relatively. making some changes, uh, but I mean the police station. Uh, just I saw the police station. Just made me smile. So. I saw Birkin, and I'm like, finally, uh, Birkin's in a bloody movie. He made it. Wanted Dead is a hyper-violent PS5 action game from the director of Ninja Gaiden. Uh, this can be found on Push Square. Play at Home pushes over 60 million downloads on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4. More can be found about that on Push Square as well. So that is it. That is all the gaming news we had for you this week. Oh, and that means... But there's one last thing we forgot to talk about. The PlayStation faceplates that we purchased. Oh, yes. So, Chris, we both got some new color schemes for our PS5s. I think we're both very excited about that. 
Like I said, I didn't yeah. have a lot of time for gaming this week, but at least I had time for that. So now I am very happy to have a black PS5. Uh, I think it looks very fancy. I love when the blue light comes on and it's just pure black and blue. Yeah. Someone on this podcast told me about it as well. <laughs> I ordered mine as well. It looks very we ordered good. the same day. I think I told you that I ordered mine. You're like, yep. how'd you do that? <laughs> I gave you the link and you're like, I ordered it too. Yep. I got it too. I installed it. It was really easy to set up. It's very uh, easy. Well, I don't know about you, but when I pulled the all the white faceplate off it looks like it put a couple scratches on the inner metal piece when i pulled oh off i didn't have that issue yeah like it's very cheap the like the plastic's fine but it actually marked the like fake faux metal that's on the inside or something oh shoot they might like hey you broke warranty or something i don't know (laughs) but anyways it looks so good hey what do you know it actually blends with my entertainment unit now oh i know what do you know and then because of that I went and bought a PlayStation 5 black controller, and now I'm just super stylish. Super, I think super I'm, stylish. When I go on my trip, I think I'm just going to buy it physically, but uh, I definitely want a black controller as well. I th- oh, it's going to look so good together. I haven't used it yet. I had it charging, so I haven't, like I said, I haven't played too much this week, but I am looking forward to handling the black controller and kicking some ass. It's not the same shape, but for some reason, it just definitely reminds me of PS2. Black and blue. It's all I need to see. It's great. I love it. Uh, the controller as well. Oh, it's going to be so great when I get that controller for it as well. And that art decal that you didn't put yours on because yours is no. all, it's already black. Mine's just Mac black. And I'm like, well, I like this shiny with the matte. I think the yeah. contrast is really nice. I got one of the stylish black artsy ones. And I thought I for like sure, yours too. I thought for sure I was going to screw it up because I've I've screwed up like the the smartphone screen protectors before. Yes. And it's like crumple it up and throw it away because I'm so pissed off. But no, I, this one was really easy to attach. I don't think I screwed it up. There might be one or two spots that might be off center, but if, you can't really notice it from a distance. So yeah, at least the picture you showed me, I think you did a good job. Yeah, dude. I was happy with it. Price was good. The, yep. the, the website was funny because they just make fun of everything, which is hilarious, but. Well, because if, if I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure they're the ones that basically dared Sony. They're like, yeah, sue us. I don't care. Yeah, they were. And I'm like, any company that has the balls to say that Sony is a company that's easily getting my money. <laughs> so let's get them, boys. So that's it for news articles. That means it's it for the show. Until next week, we just want to say thank you for your time. It's your most valuable currency. We appreciate it immensely. And until next Monday, we have to say goodbye. Bye, guys. Yeah.